Welcome to All Things Weddings, helping you navigate your wedding planning journey. And here are your hosts, Scott and Hannah. Hello, welcome to All Things Weddings. I'm Scott, the photographer behind Scott Carney Photography. And I'm Hannah, the wedding planner behind Hannah Rachel Weddings. We're here to help you navigate your wedding planning, to freely share tips, insights and behind the scenes so you hopefully feel less overwhelmed and stress-free while planning your gorgeous wedding. Want in on all our tips and to listen to us chat to some of our favourite suppliers? Well then let's dive straight in. Cool. How's your week been, Hannah? What have you been up to? Um, so it's been quite a steady week, consultations, I've got um, a wedding coming up, so I'm just finalising supplier coordination for that, um, just chatting to suppliers, you know, making sure that we've got everything we need, there's no last minute changes or anything, and then I'm looking forward to some of my sort of more summer weddings, um, sort of further out and what I need to kind of get organised for them and final meetings. So, yes, that's kind of kept me ticking over um, really this this week. What about you? Yeah, so like end of May, beginning of June, I've kind of been quite busy with actual shootings. I think I've had like five, six weddings in the last like three weeks, whatever. So, yeah, just, just the way it's fallen, they're all kind of together. Um then obviously a lot of like culling and going through photos and stuff after that. So been quite busy with all that. Just sent out all my questionnaires for like to the end of August. I'm just and I'm just starting to get in all my meetings for kind of you know rest of June, July, and beginning of August as well. So just like July and August, obviously the busiest months in general for me. So yeah, it's just a huge amount of like admin to deal with those. So but it's been nice chatting to people. I went to the pub last night to meet a couple for the end of June wedding, and so yeah, it's just nice to like see them again and chat to them and go through their plans and yeah it's just quite a nice little time and um, obviously it's nice to be out shooting i've been really lucky with the weather had a couple of outdoor ceremonies the weather's been really nice and warm and so yeah just it's been a fun couple of weeks really but um yeah i'm just prepping now so i've got a wedding on saturday down the norfolk broad so it's about five and a bit hours drive for me from here so um it's gonna be really nice like a venue i haven't been to before really nice couple we've got 10 bridesmaids 10 groomsmen so the wedding party is like 22 people and plus obviously parents and stuff. So um be quite a big wedding, but um, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah. Wow, that sounds really good. It's nice to get out and about and go to different places that you've not been before. I think that's always nice and it keeps things fresh, doesn't it? Yeah, it'd be nice to have like a little, uh, just a little drive down, a couple of nights in the hotel. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then the rest of June's like not too bad then shooting wise. So it'll just be catching up on everything really. And then... um prepping for july and august really fabulous but yeah so yeah just ordered a few prints for my own wedding so that's exciting so they should be here soon so i'll put them up in the office i'll probably put a photo out on instagram if anyone wants to have a look but um but yeah the office is like done now really or like done as much as i'm going to do this year so a few more prints to put up and then um but yeah so it's been nice having this little space to hide in and work and yeah. yeah and then you can close the door sort of at the end of the day can't you and go back to family and then kind of recharge and refresh and then get back up the next day and go back in and, and do what you need to do yeah I did a little co-working day yesterday and um like local to me like Bishop Auckland so um but yeah it's like set up by a graphic designer and so you kind of worked from this cat this coffee shop quite a lot anyway but she was like oh there must be loads of other people around who are like you know work on their own um so it's like once a month now they kind of have it where you can come in and 
all sort of sit together and just do your work, but you know, so it's more like an office feel. Um, yeah, which is quite it's called Billy No Mates Club. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I got little stickers and stuff. And yeah, so it's been, that was actually really nice. So I sort of was in there for like four hours yesterday and just, um, yeah, just sort of working, but just having other people to chat to a bit and having a bit of a community. So yeah, it was the first one I went to, but it was really nice. That's definitely what I miss about working for myself. I really miss that kind of office environment being with other people chatting to other people going through ideas and like sandboarding and things I really really do miss that kind of time with other people like I love the freedom of being able to work for myself and being able to work really individually with my couples and not having like loads of corporate structures to follow but I yeah I do miss that kind of like more personal like getting to know other people's side of things. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Because this episode, we're going to talk about your wedding, the highs and lows and everything kind of in between, which I think will be really nice, obviously, hopefully for the listeners, because they'll probably be going through similar things and it's nice to hear it from somebody else, you know, that kind of take on things. Yeah, that's it, because like, while it's fresh in my mind as well, and I just think there's like, yeah a lot of there's a learning curve isn't there it's you know once you've gone through it all like you've planned it and you've had it it's kind of yeah definitely some learning points that hopefully will be useful for people listening so yeah definitely so should we just dive straight in then and find out a bit about your wedding and so because obviously you went down the non-traditional kind of like DIY route to your wedding can you tell us a bit more about why you chose that what that meant for you one of the episodes we talked about then we saying like look one of the important things is to sit down you know as a couple or whoever's involved and and think about the main priorities like what's the must-haves what you know can you live without what's nice to have and that kind of putting those lists together i think is is really important because before you start even thinking about like say looking at venues or having any idea of budget or anything you just kind of want to think about what's the most important thing so for me, like, I, I like to think I'm pretty chilled and pretty relaxed. Like I wasn't, didn't have like a massive list. Like I need to have all these things, you know, but the one thing for me was that I wanted the time. So like I wanted to have within reason as much time as we could with, you know, some or all of our friends and family and all the guests, because the biggest thing for me, what I tell all my couples to take away is that like, you know, on the day it does go really fast. There's so much going on. I want to be able to have time to enjoy it. I don't want to feel bad for like going to have a drink or grabbing food or going to play a game or like just just hanging out with whoever because I haven't spoken to like everyone else or you know I don't want to leave anyone out obviously you know we love everyone who invited so I want to get around everyone but yeah so it's nice to have had that like Friday night the Sunday kind of whatever days it is before and after just to have that extra time so that was the big thing for me which was obviously made it easier for us to find a venue in a way not easy but like you know it narrowed it down because some venues you know don't offer say I don't know accommodation on site or didn't have that option of having it the day before day after or it just made it very expensive um, yeah. so some of the venues we looked at obviously they have the option to do it and understandably you know it was, it was going to be expensive so yeah so in the end we booked the castle at Castle Eden so anyone who's not from the north or even if you are a lot of people don't know about it. it's a small Castle Eden is a small village in like Hartlepool technically I think it's like Durham Teesside border kind of area I think the actual castle there was like I guess the original castle for Castle Eden I don't know but yeah it's like it literally is a castle um so there's 11 bedrooms 
Um, all like big bedrooms and then a lot of space downstairs, nice grounds. And you can hire the whole place. It's just like on Airbnb, like group retreat, something like that we went on. So the first set was literally for us. We basically just put in a radius of like half an hour from home pretty much of like, and then maximum amount of rooms we could get and just looked at everywhere that was available. And some like Airbnb places, there was some that had more accommodation, but they weren't as big downstairs, say, or didn't have the, the like what we were looking for necessarily or they didn't allow weddings that was a big one as well because obviously there's a lot of places you can't hire them and have massive celebrations there which again is understandable so yeah so we just kind of got lucky with the venue really and it was you know it was perfect for what we wanted did that kind of dictate how many people you could invite or because you were so close to home did some guests travel on the day how did that work sort of guest count wise yeah so we so obviously there was 11 rooms basically all like double rooms one had like a bunk bed in as well i think so essentially we could have like including us and the kids and stuff like 24 people say staying something like that so obviously those were all gonna could come we we hired it from the friday to the monday morning so we got the keys like friday afternoon and then we had to be out by like 10 a.m on the monday or whatever so we had a decent amount of time there so yeah we had to think obviously who do we want to stay who do we not and they if they're people who own it listening, thank you for giving us our deposit back. But they, they did say te- technically you were not really supposed to have extra people that weren't staying at the castle, if you see what I mean? But we did have some, but, you know, obviously, you know, we had elderly pe- family, we had people with kids. It wasn't like, you know, a massive rave or anything. So, um, but yeah, we, so we did have extra people, but we basically had those who had young kids sort of stayed at the castle. Those who were like the closest to us are like, parents like our best friends that kind of thing like stayed at the castle um the thing with the kids we knew because obviously us me and sarah having a three-year-old and a one-year-old we knew how stressful it is if you go to a wedding with your kids you've got to obviously we'd have to have left at like you know seven o'clock eight o'clock and then the evening or whatever when we go to a wedding to get the kids to bed or if we put them to bed and it's not the accommodation isn't there obviously you can't really just leave them um so we wanted yeah the parents basically we had to put the kids to bed and then not have to worry and still be able to celebrate in the evening and stuff with us so that was that sort of dictated that so we just went with that really we planned who we want to stay at the castle and then we everyone else we invited and some people stayed locally and they just got like hotels or like airbnbs or whatever locally and then still came on like the friday night hung out with us all and then went back to their accommodation or some just came the saturday morning hung out with us all some met us at the church so it was kind of a a mixed bag but i think pretty much everyone then obviously came back to the castle that afternoon evening and then obviously a lot of people were there on the sunday as well lovely so obviously the accommodation and the venue were quite important and having somewhere that you could spend that amount of time with the people that you you know wanted to celebrate with was there anything else sort of after that which was also like a priority like a must-have um i mean we'll talk about photography in a minute but that was obviously important for me just because obviously of what i do and you know i i always preach about the importance of photography so that was a big one um we can talk about that in a minute but the yeah otherwise for me i wasn't bothered about much else like i didn't overly care about what the place looked like i wasn't bothered about too much else i knew if everyone was that we wanted there was there it would kind of lend itself just to being fun anyway the other massive one for us we've mentioned the kids and that they're obviously a huge part of our lives because especially they're so little at the minute so dependent on us um it is it is stressful like there's no doubt about it and you know worrying about because it can't just be left george is two in july um so yeah, he can't just be left, obviously, just to his own devices. You know, he's obviously he can walk and stuff now. He's pretty steady, but you can't just let him walk upstairs on his own. He, he still obviously has a nappy on, all these little stresses. So 
for us, we I didn't want to have to worry about that on my wedding day, really. I wanted to know that no matter what, the kids were being looked after. And although all our family were there, obviously, I can't just say, right, anyone just keep an eye on George, it'll be fine, or keep an eye on Martha because, uh, you know, it would stress me out too much thinking like, oh, my mum's watching them. And then hang on, my mum's there. Oh, no, your mum's watching them. Well, your mum's there. Like, where are the kids? And, you know, they'd, they'd come to us for, like, the toilet and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, so we got, a, like, a wedding nanny for the day she ended up she came early on the saturday so took over so we could get ready and stuff and then stayed over till the sunday morning so that was absolutely like the best thing we did hands down the best thing i think that we did for us just because we had young kids like it's very different for everyone else obviously if you don't have kids it doesn't matter there are services like wedding nanny services right that's a thing um yeah which could you know they obviously know what they're doing so it could work really well i've not seen it myself personally i've had like kids entertainers at weddings before um, mm. which is also really good i guess if you've got older kids but you know you, you want them to have some fun entertainment stuff like that and that's great um but i've never seen like a sort of nanny for younger kids really but i guess it's a really good option um for us we're fortunate that our next door neighbors have a full-time nanny so our neighbors have like become our best friends almost over the last like couple of years or year or year and a half whatever purely because it's the one place we can go where the monitors reach so it's our one adult <laughs> adult place we can go to hang out with adults while the kids are asleep um obviously they're literally next door so yeah so we're really close to them now and they obviously they so they came to the wedding had their daughter so their nanny was obviously off because they were at the wedding sometimes if i've got a wedding on a saturday and sarah's working for example they can't go to nursery because it's a saturday we'll use um, amanda their nanny will help us sometimes as well if she's free so yeah so we just got her to basically come and, and it's great because the kids know her she's helped with the kids before she knows the routine obviously we know her, we trust her and all the rest of it so yeah so that that just worked out perfectly obviously we paid her but um but yeah, so she came and um, looked after them. And Martha woke up at half four on the Sunday morning. So I'm glad she was there because it just meant I could just, <laughs> she came in and see, to see me and I was like, it's half four. Um, I'll just take you to Amanda. <laughs> so, so that was, yeah, that was like priceless for us personally. Yeah. And I think it is like those priorities will be completely different to somebody else's. Like yours are very specific, tailored to exactly your likes and wants and needs. Whereas somebody in other couples' um, wedding priorities will be completely different. And I think that's why it's so, like I harp on about this all the time. I think that's why it's so important right at the beginning to think about your wedding priorities, your must-haves, because you can't let somebody else dictate them because they are so unique and so personal to you so I think it's really nice to kind of like hear different people's ones so you get a feel for how different everybody's wedding um is yeah I mean we're like an hour from like our nearest family pretty much so like my um parents live in York my brother lives in York we're up in Durham so that's like an hour so we see them a lot like I'll see them every couple of weeks probably but not loads you know whereas if you're one of these families where you're really close you all live in a similar area and you see each other all the time like you say, you don't necessarily need that extra time to hang out with them. You know, there might be other priorities. And like you say, if you don't have young kids, you don't need to worry about a nanny. And so, yeah, it's all like, like you say, completely personal. But to us, that was like the key things. We sort of sat down and said, right, what's going to limit our stress? What are the things that are going to not ruin the day? Like it wouldn't ruin the day, obviously, but like what's going to make it more stressful for us and how can we eliminate those? Um, so, yeah, so for us at time, the accommodation, the nanny, they were like the big things just to alleviate the stress so that was like the first things we kind of came up with the 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 options of and same for our friends like say we know they've got young kids it's the same for them like for me personally i'm going to enjoy it the most when other people are enjoying it because that's just how i am type thing so you know for me it was like well we've got a nanny so that's great amanda will help with our kids so that's fine 
what about everyone else's kids? Like, what are they, you know, what are they going to do? How's that going to work? Like, so hence giving people with kids the accommodation on site just meant that I knew they could go down to bed. Everyone had the, all the monitors were in the same place and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so it just, it worked out kind of fine. So at least so we know they could relax a bit on the evenings and, and as much as they could, you know. Definitely. So then obviously, once you got your wedding priorities and you thought about that, was your next thought budget? What what did you go to next to sort of think about to help you kind of work out um, where, how you were going to sort of like set the tone for the rest of the day? Yeah, because obviously as soon as we started talking about trying to hire a big place where lots of people could stay and all the rest of it, like budgets, obviously a big factor. Like we, the first time we ever like spoke about getting married was in lockdown when it first lockdown hit after Martha was like, Martha was born when lockdown first hit. She was a, obviously a few months down the line with like, and things started to open a little bit. We're like, maybe we'll just go to Scotland and get married. Like just us outside, like 50, you know, less than 15 people have no one basically. So we actually did look into it and we spoke to like a, a celebrant up there and we did like get the ball rolling a little bit and i think sarah knew like really i wanted like friends and family there and although it would have been nice i think it just sort of we we ended up just sacking that off really it was a bit stressful with the obviously with the baby and stuff anyway so yeah so that was the first time we'd even thought about getting married so we what what was the question what did you say for our budget that's right oh, budget, yeah. yeah yeah so yes yeah, so we we do want to spend loads like we just didn't not because i don't think it's worth it i think everyone you know i shoot a lot of weddings that have written you know fairly high budgets i would say in my in my opinion uh, and they're amazing but yeah it's just each their own isn't it like we obviously we're two young kids now and stuff like it's just hard for us to justify the spend really that was a big thing so we originally wanted to spend 10 grand that was like we thought that's reasonable like it's it's not a lot for a wedding it's pretty low budget for a wedding but you know we can maybe do it we're not going to have that many people um we originally were just going to have the people who could stay in the castle even when we first looked at it so like 20 odd guests and, and sort of stick at that. The castle was a big part of the budget, but the reason that it was a lot cheaper than like a, a sort of normal venue, but there's no staff. You know, we literally turned up on the Friday. There's a key code thing. You get a key, like a fob out to open the gate. You open the doors and, and that's it. It's yours for the weekend, which is fantastic. Like it was, it was an amazing venue. Great that everyone could, you know, those 11 rooms were ours and stuff, but there's no, yeah, there's no staff. No one checks you in. There's no you know, no coordinator, no plan or nothing like that. So on the morning, which we can talk about in a minute, but obviously the florist and the cake and all these people arriving, like I'm the one I'm to sort them out. So it's not a completely stress-free, you know, mm-hmm. situation. Whereas when you have like, you know, yourself or a, a planner or a coordinator or, or other pe- staff at the venue, you know, any problem with your room, like, oh, the heating's not working or the water's gone off. You just go to reception and they'll help you. Yeah. There's none of that there. So it, it saved us money doing it this way. Um, in terms of venue but there's added stress of that so there's kind of again the pros and cons which we'll talk a bit more about i guess with diy but um but yeah so the budget was a big one so we, we kind of had that 10 grand figure in our mind obviously it quickly realized it probably wasn't possible the venue was kind of around like so what actually one of the reasons we got married when we did it that weekend we were going to do the bank holiday the previous weekend because we were doing the friday to monday so the bank holiday made sense but it was like two grand more or something. The venue was like three grand or something in total. So it wasn't bad, but it was going to be like five for a bank holiday. So we did it the weekend after, which then because of the King's coronation became a bank holiday anyway. So we got really lucky with that. <laughs> it's like something you can't plan. Uh, so we got a bank holiday anyway, which was good. But yeah, so it was only about three grand, which is, you know, it's really cheap for like a venue with 11, you know, 11 rooms where people can stay and, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, we definitely got lucky with that. But yeah, then the rest of it, as soon as you started adding on like the photographer and obviously the food and everything like that it was 
it did did add up but we yeah we tried to stick as close to it as we could and i think in the end we ended up spending about 17 18 grand so, so. what did you, you sort of spend your money on because obviously like you were saying because there was no staff you will have had to have done the coordination side of things yourself so managing all your suppliers would you have done all of the drinks yourself so and all the tidying and all the clearing and things like that and then what did you do about food yeah so we hired caterers obviously so the the Friday night, because everyone was arriving at different times, um, so we got to the castle about two o'clock. I think we got the keys at two. So we hired a, well, we didn't hire a van. We got a van from Sarah's work, which was handy. And we used that to put all like the booze in, Martha's cot, all that kind of stuff, like loads of stuff like that. So we filled all that during the week, got it ready. And then, yeah, so we got there about two o'clock and then people started arriving, like my brother and Sarah's mum and stuff got there from like four o'clock-ish, something like that. So people started arriving from different times. Some people were at work and obviously arrived later and stuff. So yeah, so it was a little bit, the first like little stress actually on the Friday night was just the fact that everyone was coming at different times. And then yeah. I was obviously every time someone arrived, I had to help them with the gate. And um, we hadn't organized food for that night. So we were kind of like, we just said, look, there's loads of takeaways that deliver. So there's no issue. But like, we just said like, everyone will want different things. Everyone's arriving at different times. So just sort yourselves out type thing. Obviously, inevitably, once I'm like, right, I'm going to order pizza and I don't want any. And loads of people are like, oh, yeah, I'll have some. And then someone else is like, we're getting Indian. Oh, yeah. Loads of and people come to me because they're like, well, you're around here. You know, what? what's good and where can we get food from and all this? And I did feel a bit of pressure to be like, I, I want to make sure everyone gets food, obviously, and all this. So I ended up doing a lot of that, which, I'd, you know, wasn't as relaxing as kind of sit around on Friday night, have a drink, chat to everyone, as I imagined. So that was the first, like, not con, but like we probably should have just sorted food out. But um, we just didn't want to have to get there on Friday and then have to cook for everyone um, or have to like get in caterers for the Friday because it just would have obviously added to the budget. So, yeah, but in hindsight, we maybe would have done something like that or at least just got loads of oven stuff we could chuck in or something. I don't know. Um, Yeah, platters or something like that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like something we could have done. And then, but yeah, on the Saturday, we had caterers. So we hired external catering company. Um, I'll link to everyone below if people do want to see. And, um, um, but yeah, anyway, we had an external caterers, which were fantastic. So we originally, we just basically said, look, yeah, come in and do food. So they just did the like wedding breakfasts, as you call it, but essentially like lunch time. They did, so we did canapes. They did like a buffet lunch spread type thing. And then we had evening food that they did as well. So basically, apart from breakfast, which we sorted, they did all the food on the Saturday itself. And did you go for a buffet lunch style, um, like wedding breakfast style, because of the space of the venue, because there wasn't a like space to sit down, or was it just because you liked that more relaxed vibe? You could go out around the grounds. What was your thoughts sort of behind that? Yeah, so like I originally wanted it because it was more relaxed. Um, I originally, my very original like plan in my mind was just get like three or four food trucks in, and then people can just help themselves to whatever they want from those, and, and that's it. It's all very relaxed. So I wanted it more formal. She was like, I just think it'd be weird. Like, I want to be able to sit down formally, do speeches, have like, you know, proper served food or whatever. So we're like, yeah, that's fine. And when we were originally only going to have the people staying at the castle, so roughly, you know, 20, 30 guests at most, we would have all been able to sit down in the dining room and it would have been fine. Sarah didn't like the space that much. It was quite dark and like, it's, it literally is a castle. So like, you can imagine, obviously it's, it, the room was like re- really deep red walls, like big windows, but the way it, it just really dark in there. So she's like, actually, I don't know if I want to sit in here for like two hours plus having speeches and sitting down for food and stuff anyway. So we weren't sure about the room, but it would have kind of worked anyway. It would have been okay. But then obviously we started to invite like more people and we, we were like, actually, I don't know, we probably do want more people than we've got. And it kind of ended up being like more like 60 people. We couldn't fit them in, like they wouldn't have been a sit in there. We were going to remove the tables and get like trellis tables in, just make it a bit more 
but it would have been such a squeeze. It just would have been an uncomfortable space and they just didn't want the stress of all that. So, so yes, then we were like, right, we'll just, what we actually did was we were going to go. So we, so we we were at the castle, obviously the Friday night, like I said, and we got ready there on the Saturday morning. Then we got a a London double-decker bus to take everyone who was at the castle to the church and back. Um, So we got actual ceremonies at a church, like around the corner from where we live, um, where the kids got christened and stuff like, we're not, particularly religious but it was just nice it was a really nice space and like so anyway so we so yeah we originally then we changed our minds we were going to go from the church because the church in sedgefield you walk out there's like restaurant stuff there we we're going to hire a restaurant where we got engaged and just hire that out basically have food there then get back on the bus and go back to castle so we didn't have to worry about seating or food because we would just do it in that restaurant i kind of like the idea of going back to straight back to castle because i wanted to be able to just relax there we had like garden games and i wanted to be able to just chill out once we were there we were there you know if kids needed naps they had their rooms and stuff like that but it did make sense to kind of utilize the restaurant that was already there we didn't have to worry about cleaning up and all the rest of it so we did that but we spoke to them and they i guess cause it was a bank holiday saturday we only wanted it for like two or three hours but we would have had to hire the whole place they were terribly slow at getting like a menu options to us and they wanted like a minimum spend, which is fine, but then they wanted a minimum spend and a like higher fee for the thing. It was going to be like six grand or something just to like hire it and then have the minimum spend, which we might not have even hit. So just all an extra stress. We're like, no, let's just go back. So then we ended up doing, because we had the evening caterers anyway, we were already paying obviously for their travel and setup and all that sort of stuff. So it was like made sense to use them for the whole day. So yeah, we just said, look, let's just put basically the tables together in the dining room lay it was a barbecue anyway just lay it all out as like a buffet style and there's loads of space for people to sit if the weather's good which it was supposed to be terrible but it was actually glorious um but yeah they could sit outside and all that so it, it became a bit of a compromise but also like kind of it was the best way of doing it in the end really but yeah we did go back and forwards a lot on it and it was only about four weeks before that we finally like set our sort of decided on the like doing it just doing it buffet style and I think it's nice when you've got a caterer who can accommodate you know obviously caterers will want to get the menu finalized and they'll want to get sorted but you know when they can be a bit flexible and work with you to sort of you know create something that's going to work for the day it's really nice when you've got a team who who can help accommodate that and I think you know when you're going for that kind of relaxed vibe it's nice to be able to have that kind of that buffet style it's a bit more free and you know you're not having to sort of you don't have that necessarily a structured feel like where you're sat down for a couple of hours are you um which is quite nice was there anything else that you like supplier wise which was like really which you were really pleased that you booked or that you thought was like a really great investment the garden games are really good like obviously you could just buy them or or make them or something i guess if you wanted but yeah we just so we had like a big connect for the cornhole thing which is always really fun yeah. isn't it and then um like giant jenga so yeah they came and set it up on the morning of the wedding and then picked it up like late that night so we didn't even see them but they just set it up and oh, yeah they were they were fantastic and that it was just good like something for the kids to do like we could have fit them in the castle if there was like space because it was supposed to be like really wet it was a coronation day obviously when it was so someone was watching a bit of the coronation i looked and it was right pouring down there in london but up in durham it was glorious and but it was supposed to be wet the forecast was wet and stuff so we kind of planned for that and then it was absolutely glorious that was just really lucky but so we got to be outside with them but we could have set them up inside as well but for us it just gave like the kids something to do like we played it obviously and loved it like i'm always a big fan of garden games it just fills that bit of time and people don't have to play them it's not like forced fun but um but yeah it just depends doesn't it but yeah so for us that was like handy one like just some form of entertainment 
And we did bring like loads of coloring books and pens and all that stuff for the kids as well. So there's like a little corner where they could hang out and do that. So that was really good. And then the bus was really handy. Like it's tricky transport, isn't it? There's always like pros and cons for each thing. But obviously for us, we had most of the people were at the castle, either already staying there or there in the morning, gathered there anyway. So to be able to get on the bus and go, and it was like, it's only about a 15 minute drive but on the bus. It was about half an hour, but it was so nice that we could like, I could wander around the bus and chat to everyone and, you know, everyone enjoyed it. It was like a vintage double-decker London bus thing, you know, one of the red ones. Um, so, yeah, like the kids absolutely loved it. Like it was really good and it was just nice for everyone to be together. Like you said at the beginning, we didn't do it that traditionally. Like me and Sarah, Sarah got ready upstairs, like got her hair and makeup done and, and got dressed. So I didn't see her getting any of that done, but we stayed together the night before, obviously. And then I saw her after she was ready all the guests got on the bus and I went up. We did like a very American first look, which I've done a few of this year. And they're actually really nice. If you're going to see each other anyway, or you're not bothered necessarily about the walk down the aisle type, seeing each other thing, um, it does work quite nicely. So we just got like five minutes on our own, which was nice before then getting on the bus and, and traveling with everyone. So yeah, the bus was really, really good. So that was handy as well. So yeah, I think it wasn't like crazy amount of, cause we didn't have any decor. I mean, the castle was nice anyway. And cause we weren't spending much time in any particular room, we just save the expense of that. Um, I yeah. think some venues obviously lend themselves to doing it. We did inquire with a few. We looked at like some of the kind of streamers and just adding a bit of color and stuff. But yeah, in the end, we just decided to sort of keep our budget a bit, you know, lower and, and not do it that way. And so, in regards to, we've gone through quite a lot of the highs and the things that worked really well. What were maybe some of the lows or <clears throat> the things that you maybe? like took you by surprise which were really sort of like challenging or that you wish you'd thought about and you, you didn't realize you needed to know what were those kind of things yeah I mean for me because obviously Sarah was getting hair and makeup done everything so I was like look on the morning don't worry like I'll sort everything out and we were getting on the bus just after 11 um obviously Martha woke up that morning at like half four quarter to five so I've been up for ages but I thought I've got loads of time there's not like any any rush but I think because like I said, there's a lot, there was a fair few suppliers, right? So the caterers obviously came in the morning, the florist, garden games person to hire the bus. Obviously then all the guests, anyone that were arriving that morning. So like I say, because we didn't have like any receptionist or coordinator or anything like that. So I was like, just felt really busy on the morning. So that was the only thing. And it wasn't as like, I was going to put some music on, maybe just have a quick beer and like chat to everyone as they arrived, but it just didn't end up working that way. So, um, and the night before, we were bathing the kids. We, were, we normally put them to bed at seven. It was like half seven, quarter to eight, fine. We started to bath them. The tap like came off of the bath. So it was like spraying out water, getting really cold. So we had to move into another bath. I had to call the maintenance guy. And then luckily my dad just came up and was like, he's really handy and managed to fix it anyway. But that was like one of the downsides, obviously, of not having like, a, you know, staff there, a reception or anything, because no one could sort that. We just had to, you know, roll with it. And so then, the kids were in bed late and we wanted them to. And then I was drenched because I got soaked from this tap that came off. Um, and yeah, so just little things. It was nothing like ruined. It. it was all fine, but it was just, but yeah, I think just some of that was like surprising that how much there is to do on the morning sometimes. Or if you are going down the DIY route, like say none of our suppliers have been to that venue before because it's not really a wedding venue as such. Um, you know, like obviously we both do a lot of like marquees or, you know, barns on family land and stuff. And it's a similar there, isn't it? Like the, the suppliers obviously it's not like a venue that's used to weddings week in week out so without having someone there who kind of is coordinating everything it there is a lot on you so you just have to be prepared for that thing either either way um, and i think like 
you said it's how quickly time goes if you would have been so obviously you had all your guests and things to manage and the suppliers but if you'd also been setting up anything like tables decor you really wouldn't have had that time that you needed to be able to do any of that get ready yourself and enjoy kind of the morning and I think that's one of the key takeaways really isn't it that things do go so quickly and time is so precious on the day that do you really want to be doing all of that or could you hiring somebody who is skilled at doing that and take it off your plate yeah I think because you know we only ended up with we had 60 people I say some of them met us at the thing it was probably like 30 40 people in the castle in the morning so it wasn't huge which was helpful and obviously there was only a few suppliers to manage it wasn't too bad but yeah if I'd had to do any like decorating or anything like that it just wouldn't have been time there literally wouldn't have been so you just kind of always allow more time than you think it's going to take for things um and definitely like you know obviously it would have been handy having a coordinator just to be able to do deal with all that would have been a lot less stressful same as catering on the Friday night so I guess if, if we'd have you know, could have pushed our budget a little bit. That might have been something that we'd have looked at. Cause I think it would have, it would have just meant the whole weekend was less stressful for me. Like the day itself was great. Once like I was dressed and stuff, I was running a bit late and a bit stressed, but once I, I was dressed and all that, it was like fantastic. Once I was on the bus, you know, I could go around chat to everyone. It was amazing. The weather was fantastic. And like pulling up, seeing everyone outside the church and like, so that was all like from then on, it was incredible. But, um, but yeah, it's a little bit of that, like everything just takes longer than you think. Cause I, I'm a bit like, oh, I can do it in the morning. It'd be fine. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, very quickly run out of time. So that was the thing there. You mentioned alcohol briefly. So yeah, we took a lot of alcohol. We did say to guests, like we, but we, we, we were very clear with the communication. So one of the big things to me was like, I know, cause I've been to those different weddings, but a lot of people either haven't been to that many weddings or they just only have been to weddings, say at a venue where it's the same structure all the time. Anyway, you have a bar, you know, you have all this, there's nothing really to like think about. Um, so I was very clear with everyone. We put, made like a little PDF and sent it out to everyone. I spoke to everyone like personally to be like, look, just remember it's a little bit different. There's just a house. We basically just hired a big house. Like there's no bar. There's no like, you know, just if you want something in particular, just bring it, you know, like, so we did tell people to bring alcohol, but we did supply, like we had a lot of beer. We had all the champagne for like toasts. We had champagne on the bus on the way back. So the bus company sorted that. So we just had to give them the champagne in the morning, but they poured it all out ready for when we came out of the church and stuff, which was good. We had like an Aperol station that we set up. So we had like Aperol and all that stuff. We bought all that ourselves as well. So it was quite, it was like relatively expensive. And obviously we had to get it all there and um, we had to clean everything up. So obviously there was massive bins there, but yeah, we had to collect all the glass, put it out ourselves and all that, like the next day and stuff. So the caterers were amazing. Like they cleaned the kitchen. They did a lot of stuff in the Aperol station. We kind of had in our mind, right? People can just go and help themselves to whatever drink. But obviously the reality of that is a little bit different. The caterers obviously were, they had a big tent outside that they were doing the main cooking in, but they were using the kitchen a little bit. Obviously, everyone just piling in, trying to grab random drinks and free pour and all this was, in hindsight, probably not the best idea. So luckily, the caterers were, obviously, they had some staff there that were helping serve the food and stuff anyway. Um, so they like pre-poured a lot of Aperol, like made a lot of Aperol spritz for us, put them out. They sorted champagne for the speeches. Um, we did get glasses off the caterers because although we had a lot of glasses at the castle, we obviously would have to wash them all up. So we hired glassware from the caterers. So they brought all that, washed it, took it away. So yes, yeah, so that was really helpful. So yeah, the, the alcohol thing is interesting. Like we were glad we did it that way because it was a lot cheaper, obviously for guests, especially as well. Like you didn't have to pay bar prices and stuff, but obviously there was there was no shop nearby i mean whatever was there was there and that was it and um, it's very hard to plan how much people are going to drink because obviously people some people had kids and didn't really drink much some people drank more than we thought they would and even like i'm like i drink a lot of like i don't drink a lot but when i drink i'll drink like beer sometimes i want a gin sometimes i want 
you know, Aperol spritz sometimes I want wine. Like I just don't even know sometimes till I get to the day of like what I fancy drinking. So yeah, so it was a bit more stressful than we thought, probably the alcohol front. Do you think but, yeah. you would have benefited by maybe having one or two sort of like bar staff or people acting as bar staff just to help with the running and the management of that? And then maybe do you think that would have been something that would have been more beneficial? Yeah, I mean, it worked that well because the caterers, um, did so like did loads and like they came outside and collected glasses and all that which was obviously what bar staff would have done so essentially did act as that but we didn't necessarily employ them for that it just did it anyway which is amazing but yeah gem like i think if we hadn't had that it would have been chaos really yeah not, not on the day it would have been fine but the next day i would have had to go obviously go around the grounds and like find glasses and wash up and like yeah it just would have been a lot on the, the next day it's like because we had the whole sunday as well it wasn't as bad but it's still nice we to enjoy that and we went for a walk with the kids and like obviously the other guests that were still around the sunday we all hung out and it was nice but yeah it would have been a lot more stressful if we didn't have that so i think having like yeah someone to even if you're supplying your own alcohol just having someone to manage the bar area and at least kind of you know help people pour a bit or like sort out drinks whatever was useful um so yeah, that would have been good. And so, was there anything else that you feel like? So obviously, that's quite a good tip for couples to take away. Um, and there's a few other things that you've mentioned in there. Was there? Is there any other tips that you think you know? Maybe you wish you would have known before, maybe implemented, or things that you know now that you wish you could tell other couples. I think the big the time is a big one because it just goes so fast. And we had like an entire weekend. And I still can't believe it's like over now. We also went like straight to Centre Parks because of the kids. So like we'll have an actual honeymoon at some point. But yeah, that was still nice. But we sort of thought it'd be nice while we're still in the bubble to just go straight away. So we went on the Monday to Centre Parks. But like I went home briefly, dropped the van off with some stuff and that was it. But obviously that meant we had to pack for the wedding and for the like trip away and all that and think about all that. So it was just like an extra, that was a little bit of an extra stress, which obviously depends what you like with packing and stuff. But I probably would have maybe just had a couple of days in between. Might have been handy to like get back and sort a bit. But um but yeah, that's just my personal preference, I guess, with that. Um But yeah, everything else just went really well. I mean, like I say, we I'm a big advocate of having a budget and sticking to it, and we didn't quite do that, but we still did it like like say sub twenty grand, which when you consider that included the accommodation for like twenty odd people and you know, like say the catering on the day and the alcohol like a reasonable amount of the alcohol, because obviously not including what the guests brought, obviously. Um you know, still a reasonably like cheap wedding all in all. So it was nice that we, we were able to do that. Especially for a whole weekend as well. When you think of it, like... I'll say, yeah, three nights accommodation for like 20 odd people, you know, could yeah. easily cost like that. Or it could, you know, could easily cost like close to that. So, um, yeah, we got lucky with all that really the way it worked out. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I don't know what other tips. I mean, we, you know, we did try and pick our supplies pretty carefully. I wouldn't advise the like changing the plans when it comes to catering that close to the wedding because it was a bit, it was stressful because we kind of didn't, you know, we were telling people, oh, we might change it and go straight to the restaurant. Oh no, actually we're back, going back to Castle now. And obviously we already had the caterers for the evening food anyway. And they were like, we're not, obviously they, they didn't have time to do anything else in the day. So we, we had them anyway. Um, obviously it might have been hard to hire a caterer that close to the wedding so we already had them so we just extended their like coverage to include the food in the day so that worked out but yeah it's just surprise i think the biggest thing is just if you're going to do it diy like i think looking back it worked out really well i think all in all there was that mostly highs right and it was a wonderful day and like you know it kept the cost reasonable and so it all worked out really well for us but yeah it was there was like little stresses like i was more stressed around the day before in the morning stuff than i wanted to be 
just because yeah. of all that. I think just like say, just sort of thinking through everything, it was like the castle was kind of down a random lane, and then there was a gate and all that, so it wasn't like straightforward. So yeah, so I just think like say, just think things through and like don't try and do like a lot of planning beforehand and do as much as you can before on the lead up because yeah, it takes a long and time. So like you said, being like having that open communication with your guests, so they know exactly what the plan is. You know, especially if it's something a little bit different, and um, it's not going to follow a, a similar structure. There's not going to be like a coordinator there to kind of usher or guide guests. Then it's nice for them to know exactly what to expect as well. Um, yeah, definitely. So I know you also mentioned like you're in like a little wedding bubble, aren't you? When you get married and you you know if you go on a honeymoon and and then all of a sudden when that's all finished, you get a bit. It kind of pops, doesn't it? And you're like, oh, back to reality now. My my busy schedule of wedding planning is over and now I go back to work and what else do I think about do you kind of have that I don't like wedding blues kind of thing do you have that yeah massively like the I think now I'm like back obviously I shot wedding on Saturday I've got like two more weddings this week like three next week so yeah I'm like really massively back into work now so it's fine I'm kind of distracted from it but yeah the first few days was like really like not down like I was so happy that it's like everything went well and you know we you know, like it's done now and like it's night it's a little bit less stress to know we, there's no more planning and no more worrying about the wedding to be to like to deal with but um but yeah it was really sad like the day I think we got back on the Friday so we went on the Monday to Friday to Centre Park so if we got back had the Saturday and then I had a wedding fair on the Sunday and then was like back to work on the Monday um like the kids were back in nursery I was just back in the office so yeah it was just weird just kind of sat here on my own in the office just being like oh, that's it now like all that like what year and a half or so probably since we got engaged of starting to plan things and there's always just little things some weeks are busier than others obviously we're planning but there's always something going on isn't there and then the day itself and everything was just so amazing and seeing everyone and now like that's it everyone's just gone home and you move on don't you and that's it really and like um it's sad so it was nice like obviously we got back off like from center parks and we obviously whenever i saw anyone then they were like oh congratulations that was a wedding and so it's still nice like every now and again i'm seeing people I haven't seen yet again obviously we're doing like thank you cards for everyone and trying to like see people this month and next month and, and stuff like that so that's kind of nice to keep it going a little bit but um and uh, yeah we haven't had our photos back yet so that's another thing obviously we'll get them in the next couple of weeks and be nice to relive that and stuff so we keep sort of there's little things keeping us going but um but yeah it was definitely just a bit sad that it was done really yeah it's such a big thing in your life and you spend so much like i said so much time dedicated to planning it and perfecting it and making sure it's all just so and then yeah all of a sudden it's kind of over but it, like you said you've got those it's like all those wonderful memories of like such an amazing day that will kind of just like carry you through really and then when you get the wedding gallery back that's like a really exciting time as well and then you can share that with everybody so yeah yeah I'm excited that like I don't know it's still nice obviously I get to go to like another 30 weddings this year so I know it's not the same as your own obviously but um still nice and now I know the feeling as well on the day and stuff like it's so it's interesting yeah you know you know how your couples are feeling and what those highs and yeah they're going through no it's really nice oh it's been so lovely Scott to hear about your wedding and and I hope that the listeners have found it really useful to hear sort of firsthand what it's like especially a bit more of a DIY non-traditional kind of wedding and how that that works and and that you don't have to follow a mold you don't have to follow a certain you know there are certain things that make things easier and that, that do work 
but you don't have to include things that aren't you know important to you or aren't a priority so i think that was really good to like chat about yeah i think if you just want like say the minimal stress just having like say either getting a planner um or even like say if you're at a venue where they do weddings a lot then they've got it you know down to a t and you might have less flexibility i mean we didn't we didn't cut the cake we had a cake it was really nice we ate it but we didn't do like a formal cake cutting thing we didn't have a first dance there's a few things we just weren't either we just thought why would we do that it just seems weird to us so we just didn't but like a lot of people might want all the traditions which is great as well so it's just like i say it just depends what you want to do doesn't it but um but yeah i think if for the least stress then it's probably yeah handy having someone who knows what they're doing to help as well because even though Obviously, I go to a lot of weddings. Obviously, we chat, we do this podcast. Like, I know a lot of suppliers. Like, I'm very, you know, compared to a lot of grooms, probably very, like, savvy on the wedding world. But even then, it was still surprising, like, how difficult the planning was at times and, and things like that. So if you've got no clue at all, you know, it, it, you can see how it gets overwhelming. But yeah, we did have one question, actually. So if you're not following us on Instagram, um, feel free to. But yeah, every now and again, I'll pop up what we're recording about if you've got any questions and stuff. But um Someone asked us about um, the guest list and how do you know when to like cut off fam- inviting family, um, ah, good. which is tricky okay. because I like, so we, like I say, I, I mentioned earlier in the episode, we originally were going to have just like 20 odd guests all in the castle, just stay there the whole weekend. And that, and that's that, which was a nice idea. Once we'd kind of got to the point of like, right, obviously I want like parents and siblings and grandparents there. They were like really important to me. And obviously our friend, like our friends, cause we didn't want to, without being horrible to family, like we didn't necessarily want like certain people we'd never see. We didn't have to invite them just because they're family over like some, you know, a really good friend that we see all the time. Like it just seemed weird to us. So we definitely wanted our friends. And once we added all that up, we were like, we were already like kind of close to capacity or over capacity of what we wanted originally. There was people I wanted there and we don't necessarily see them that much, but they're still family. We wanted them and it gets tricky. And, you know, for Sarah, uh, his dad passed away. So she's got her mum, and she's got one sister, one brother, and then one auntie and uncle that came. And that was it. Like it's a really small family. Whereas I've got like my mum was adopted. So I've got like my mum's adopted family that she now knows. Then like my mum and dad are divorced. I've got my stepdad's family, my obviously biological dad's family. Like I've got a huge family. So it was really difficult because we couldn't just sort of say, right, we'll just cut it at like even at auntie and uncles. It would have been, a, it was a lot of people. So I ended up having that, yeah, like my auntie's uncles there, uh, but I didn't have all my cousins there, things like that. So it was just kind of really tricky, but everyone was understand- understanding about it, at least to us. But there was the odd conversation I had where people were like, oh, they were a bit sad they weren't invited or when we change it to the restaurant option as well, we were going to just go to the restaurant. We were like, actually we can have, we could have loads of people in the church and we can have loads of people in the restaurant, especially with a minimum amount to spend or whatever. Like, so we invited more people. Then obviously went back to the castle. So we were like, actually we're just, we can't uninvite people obviously. So we just stuck with it and people just came back to castle anyway and it all worked out. But so we ended up inviting some people like literally a month before the wedding. You can understand from their point of view, people were like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. We'd love to come or some couldn't obviously they already had commitments. But I think there was the odd conversation I heard, not her, but like, you know, that sort of people said to me like, oh, they were a bit, they felt like kind of a, a bit of a last minute, like fill a spot type invite, which it kind of was, I guess, because we increased the numbers so we can invite more people. So it is hard, isn't it? I, I, you know, yeah. it's, it's always going to be a little bit political. And I've, I feel like all my family get on reasonably well. Like I've not like we've got any massive issues in the family. It's just always hard to cut it off because if I'd invited cousins as well, I would have had a hundred people, just family purely like aunts, uncles, cousins, parents, grandparents, siblings, like we would have been so close to that already so um 
yeah it is really hard and I think it is it's there's no cut and dry answer it's working out what your family dynamics are and sometimes if you're having certain people input into the wedding so that they're contributing they might then feel that they can invite certain people so it's it's really hard to kind of navigate but it is just staying strong and working out why you want them people there you know you want to spend time with the people that you love most and so it is trying to create um, a guest list which is sort of based around around that and who you're going to be happy to spend your day with so I think you know if you go into it with that kind of idea you know your venue capacities you know what your budget can um, accommodate and trying to create a guest list around, around them kind of priorities yeah most people are quite understanding I think that's the general gist isn't it and you know, if you're not bothered about being there, you don't see them that much. Maybe it's not the end of the world. But the funny thing I saw was like you say, no one was off with us or anything. No one had, no one said like, oh, why aren't we invited? Or there's no like issues with that. But we had other people speaking to other people, if that makes sense. Yes. So, kind of, so they were like angry. They're like, it's almost like, you know, to my parents even, it's like, why am I not invited to this or what? And I, they're like, I, you know, our son's, I think- th- our son's 34. Like surely yeah. you can just ask him about it. When, like, yeah. It's sort of like funny how the parents feel like sometimes they're still hosting a bit, aren't they? It's still like, you know, obviously the traditional invite is like you're invited on behalf of the pet, you know, bride's parents to the ceremony of so-and-so and so-and-so and stuff. And it becomes a bit of a thing in the family, doesn't it? I think after a while, you need to realise that that's the guest's problem. That's their problem. It's not your problem. And, you know, you've got a billion other things to think about. And sometimes guests just need to maybe realise that it's not easy, just cut and dry. And so I think, you know, sometimes it needs to be water off a duck's back. You need to just let it go and don't let it stress you, even though it's really hard. I think it's just, you know, try and stay out of all of that politics when you just don't need the so. yeah and I, th- I found it hard to sort of speak to some people but i thought actually it's i think it's nice if you can just if you're quite upfront about pe- things at the start and say look obviously we've got limited budget we've got limited space or whatever like we just you know and, and so on don't don't let people assume they're invited when they're not and then it all gets a bit awkward or that kind of thing it can be hard but yeah maybe just being honest is the best way as well at least you've told them they know where they stand and you know obviously if people are going to be a bit stroppy about it they're probably not the people you want there anyway but at least but yeah, it can be tricky. That's the thing, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. We, we we were okay mostly on it. And like, I think it was fine. But there's also, there were people there, there was people that we would have liked to have been there that we couldn't have been just like, say, purely for space. And we started at like 20 odd guest lists and end up with 60 odd. So it's it already got way out of hand, really. It was still really nice. But yeah, I think it's just a tricky one, isn't it? But It is. But yeah, perfect. All right, it's nice yeah. to have our first question as well. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? So yeah, I'll try and put them up on Instagram. If not, you can email us as well. I'll put all the links in the show notes and stuff. So yeah, we've got the contact form on the website and yeah, just Instagram's easy as well. And I, I will try um, at times and put up sort of what we're going to be recording about in the coming weeks and stuff. And uh, if you've got any questions, let us know. But yeah, that was all right, wasn't it? I think that was, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's interesting. I'm trying to think of things there that are like the most useful. And I think mostly it's like, it was really positive anyway. So obviously I don't want to, I'm trying to think of things that are useful, but um, yeah, yeah, I think on the oh, whole it was great. Definitely. Oh, well, thanks for sharing your thoughts, Scott. Really enjoyed um, hearing more about your wedding and um, I look forward to chatting about something else next time. Yeah, looking forward to it. And um, yeah, just thanks to everyone who's listening. Um, we, the time of recording, we'll be putting out an episode 
today or tomorrow, certainly this week, which is in May, um, about yeah, what to do straight after you get engaged. I think we talk a bit about guest lists. We talk a lot about yeah, like your priorities and stuff, which obviously I spoke about at the beginning of this episode. So it all ties together quite nicely. So yeah, let us know what you think of that. And any questions, just get in touch. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks. Bye. You have been listening to All Things Weddings. Subscribe for future episodes or head to allthingsweddingspodcast.com for all the show notes.